Welcome back to the Caps on Sports Podcast. My name is Tyler Blumenstick, joined by Nick Tobias, Sam Meehan, and Anthony Mano. Um, it is Christmas Day. Um, we have one game today later at uh, 4.30, the Vikings versus the Saints. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, we're festive. Merry today. Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're, this is a Christmas episode, so Merry Christmas. Is it a Christmas episode, Nick? Is it? Well, were there <laughs> any games on Hanukkah? Yeah, over yeah, there are plenty days. of games. I mean, that, that covers a full week. There's a lot. Of- well, <laughs> there were probably a lot of games on Hanukkah. We probably should have had a Hanukkah episode then. We did. We just didn't know it at the time. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, so we have a Friday game on Christmas. Um, we're going to go through our normal Sunday night primetime, Monday night primetime, easy money, and make the case. So for this Christmas special episode, let's kick it off with Friday with the Vikings at the Saints. The line is... New Orleans minus six and a half, the total at 51. What do you got? Who's going first? You are. Somebody. All right. Spit it out, Santa. Let's go. All right. Uh, yeah, they call me jolly old Saint Nick. This is my holiday. This is my football <laughs> game. Um, because it's my holiday, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little road dog here. I'm gonna take the Minnesota Vikings plus six and a half. I think this is gonna be um, a shootout game, and I think Minnesota has the potential to kind of hang in there. Uh, New Orleans is uh, – I don't know what New Orleans is doing. Um, Drew Brees had a slow start last week. Granted, he did break 11 ribs, and I don't really know how you breathe or live after breaking both the <laughs> ribs. Did you see him uh, stretching before the game? No, I did not. He was laying on his back, like flipping his legs over like this, like just torquing his back, and I was like, you broke 11 ribs? Like, I don't know how yeah. you're doing that. I mean, he he also punctured a lung. Exactly. It's so that probably, that probably contributed to him going 0 for 5 in the first quarter and a quarter. Um, took him about two minutes in the second quarter to get, to get a completion. Anyway, um, Saints are missing a lot of offensive pieces between Michael Thomas and a couple other wide receivers that don't really matter. Um, offensive line's pretty banged up. Their defense is doing okay. I mean, they're still good defense, but they kind of got exposed last week against arguably the best team in the league. Um, this is kind of going to play into Minnesota, just running the shit out of the ball. Uh, Justin Jefferson's good. Adam Thielen's good. I don't really like Kirk Cousins, but it's prime time, and he performed last time I bet on prime time. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings plus six and a half here. Skull! I just want to run through some trends real quick with these two teams. Minnesota's six and eight against the spread. New Orleans, seven and seven. Um, on the total, the... No, against the spread on the road, Minnesota's 4-2, and two, Nick, so I like that. Backs it up. And I'm going to actually come with you on Minnesota plus 7. New Orleans is 3-4 and four at home against the spread, and Minnesota's also 4-2 and two as an underdog or a pick, and New Orleans is 6-6 six and six as a favorite. So, I don't know. The lines match up. I'm also on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I like it, too. It's, it's under that key number of 7. Um, I don't think it's going to be a touchdown game. I think it's going to come down to Will Lutz kicking a 55-yard field goal to win the game. And if he does, then guess what? Minnesota covers. Minnesota makes zero sense. Like <laughs> they're they're a different team every week, and I think this is going to be a you know a good performance from Kirk Cousins and that you know good really well. They have a lot of talent on offense, so they can you know maybe cause some problems for this New Orleans defense. So yeah, and I think another factor is they are playing indoors, and that's where mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins plays. Um, his best, and I don't know how his best really fares against his regular play. Uh, but indoors, Kirk Cousins, I trust more than outdoors, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like the uh, – yeah, now I got one more. Yeah, I like yeah. the under here. Um, I think the under is a solid play. Uh, 
I like the, I like this, Nick, you have in our notes here, the uh, Minnesota and New Orleans, like 24th and 30th in pace and time stats. Um, if Drew Brees isn't at a hundred percent, like then New Orleans is probably 32nd, right? In the league, they're probably last, not, you know, third to last. Um, they have trouble moving the ball all year without, uh, without Michael Thomas. And they've really relied a lot on Alvin Kamara. Um, that said, I still like New Orleans minus seven and a half, uh, six and a half. I think that defense has more than enough to, uh, to keep um, Kirk Cousins at bay. I think they're going to dare Kirk Cousins to throw the ball. I think their number one priority is going to be stop Dalvin Cook because their run defense is, is a little suspect. Um, so if they can key in on Dalvin Cook and force, uh, and force Kirk Cousins to throw the ball, I think they have a heavy advantage there. So give me New Orleans minus six and a half and give me the under. It's going to be right. sad to see a Christmas game go under. I, I want to see a nice little high flying. Yeah, it would be. It would be. It would be. I mean, the teams have the talent to send it over, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, was leaning, I was leaning the over, too, just because of, like, the, the talent on both sides. Like, we've seen Justin Jefferson kind of break out this year and Dalvin Cook show, you know, once again, why he's the best, one of the best running backs in the league. Kirk Cousins is a serviceable quarterback, but it's just yeah. the other side of the ball. Like, the New Orleans with – five bro or with 11 broken ribs to drew Brees, like i don't know if they're gonna be able to move the ball uh with with any consistency but that defense is gonna keep it uh keep it far and away so yep okay so that's friday night christmas um let's move on to our easy money segment who wants to kick it off for us sammy all right i'll go so week week 16 now we're starting to get into the uh the end of the divisional races and um in the NFC East, we have two teams that are still very much alive, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, who play this weekend. And I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles minus two and a half on the road in Dallas. So, um, Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. He is looking terrific. And also, a lot of it's because, you know, the teams don't really have film on him, so we really don't know how to, you know, tame him, I guess. And – if there's a team that's going to, like, slow down uh, Jalen Hurts, it is not the Dallas Cowboys. That defense <laughs> is atrocious still. Um, they just got a – they just got 34 butt up against them against the Nick Mullins-led um, San Francisco 49ers. They still won the game, but – and I think Jalen Hurts is going to be too much for the uh, Dallas defense. And just a field goal on the road – and so, but I'll see both teams need a win. So we're going to have a, it's going to be a battle. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think Jalen Hurts can be just too much for Dallas and Philly will do enough defensively to slow down uh, Andy Dalton and, and all them. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what the deal with Zeke is. Um, if he's going to play or not, or what, whether he was hurt or not, I really didn't even look into that, but. Tony yeah. Pollard might be better this year yeah no he, he looks he looked really good i also i, I, I can see really good i can see the overhitting in that game as well but uh the easy money is going to be the uh philadelphia eagles minus two and a half i like that a i lot. love it. i love that philly pick and uh, i think everybody has seen the kind of uh, well the inject putting jalen hurts in that offense the injection of life and uh, and it feels like they want to go out there and play for their quarterback when mm-hmm. as opposed to carson wentz um their defense isn't terrible they have a good defensive line so they can at least pressure the passer and stop the run where need be and I, I think Ezekiel Elliott's if anything he's going to be limited if he does play um Tony Pollard has done a serviceable job in the in the meantime but 
Um, it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, especially both mm-hmm. both defenses are porous in the secondary. Um, but I think Jalen Hurts' ability to do with his legs uh, is really going to give the the Eagles the edge in this game. Yeah. Yeah, the total said even 50, so I could definitely see that going over. Jalen Hurts is reminding me a little bit about – or a little bit of Kyler Murray kind of last year when he first mm-hmm. started and kind of his skill set. They're very similar. They're playing very similar, just kind of – I mean – He's a lot, a he's a lot bigger and stronger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like Jalen Hurts, and this might be a weird comparison, I feel like he's more of a hybrid between, like, Kyler Murray with the speed and the ability on the ground and the scrappy quarterback play and the body of, like, Cam Newton. I feel like I, that's I was like thinking a the solid, very solid comparison. And that Philly defense is going to be able to slow down, whether it's Zeke or Pollard or whoever's back there, and just put Andy Dalton in a position where he has to throw the football. He's got the weapons – with Cooper Gallup and uh, C.D. Lamb. But see if Darius Slay shows up finally. Well, even you talk about the, the Eagles are starting to get healthy. I mean, you got Alshon Jeffrey back, uh, Alshon Jeffrey back, even though he's been, you know, not a non-factor. You have Zach Ertz, second week off the IR. He's going to be more healthy, more involved in the, in the, in the game plan. Um, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager, uh, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. I mean, the offense is there. It's just where and is it going to show up? It's a good point. All right, let's move on. Who's next? Nick, you want to go? I can. Yeah. Um, Mike. Oh, oh. <laughs> Darn, no, go ahead. I was going to keep it in the, I was going to keep it in the NFC East, but keep uh, it in the but, NFC East. Go ahead. Oh boy. I, <laughs> the New York Giants are playing the Baltimore Ravens this week. Don't you um, do I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Cause I don't bet against, I don't bet on my teams, but I will take the under in this game. I believe it's set at 40. <laughs> I'm trying to find it in our notes. Like help me out here. 43 like 44, I think 44, 43 45. And yeah, it's going down, I think. Our... It opened up at uh, 45. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yep. I got it. Yep, so 43 and a half, right? The Giants can't score, right? The Giants can't play offensive football. Um, I don't think they have the talent on that side of the fo- to, to, to move against a very talented Baltimore defense. And I think on the other side of the football, I think the Giants defense is is what we've seen from them this year is, is a very solid unit, is capable of, of – uh, throwing a lot of different disguise coverages in there. And I think they're going to make Lamar Jackson work. And we've seen Lamar Jackson kind of struggle this year um, on an offensive side of the ball. So I think two struggling offenses, especially with the Giants being like probably the second worst offense behind the Jets. Um, I think this is an easy under. Um, if Daniel Jones is hobbled, it's even easier. If it's Colt McCoy playing, it, it's basically one and the same, I think, to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, give me the give me the Giants and Ravens under. Um, I think it's fairly easy. Lock it in. Easy money. Yeah. I'm looking at um, Baltimore's last set of games. I don't know. I got like 10 of their past 10 games here. They've put up 40 against Jacksonville, 47 against Cleveland. Um, Cleveland gets in shootouts, 34 against Dallas, bad defense. And then when you look at a team like Pittsburgh, who's well-coached and has good defense, they score 14 points. Then they score 24 against Tennessee, who's kind of an average defense, but well-coached. 17 against New England, 24 against Indy, 24 against Pittsburgh, 28 against Philly, who's also a solid defense middle of the pack. So I guess the point being here is they put up defense – or they put up points against bad defenses like you'd expect. Mm -hmm. And then when they go against a unit that actually plays as a team and really shows like they know how to play defense in the first place, 
they do tend to struggle and Lamar Jackson's weaknesses show. So I do like that pick. Mm -hmm. Well, right. Like I said, like the Giants can't move the football in the first place. So even if Baltimore comes out here and puts 40, 40, 40 points on the Giants in the first place, I I'm still feeling pretty safe with that because I (laughs) I don't know if the Giants can get more than like a 45 yard field goal against this team. I really, I really do not know. Yeah, I um, mean, especially I, I, if it's a hobble Daniel Jones. And and I and that's in man in Mano's 100% right where you look at the the I I look at this game the kind of the same way the Giants played last week against the Browns and the Giants couldn't get anything done. Yeah, um, well they said field goals aren't going to win the game anyway, so they just went for it on like almost every fourth down. It's it's like it's going to be one and the same. And and you know, the Browns defense is no Baltimore defense and the Browns mm-hmm. only put up 20 and I mean, even if the Ravens put up 30 this week, I don't see the Giants scoring more than 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually kind of embarrassing, but it's – My not. scare here is defensive touchdowns. Like if Colt McCoy or Daniel Jones, mm. like, puts the ball on the ground or puts the ball in the defender's hands and I they mean, just I could, take it back for six. I could see six, doing it going like, the other way too. Like exactly. Or even if they don't Jackson. take it back for six. If they, if, they, if they force a punt and it's on, like, the, the seven-yard line or something like that, mm. and they got to punt again and they're on, like, the, they get the ball on the 50 or something you know crap like that like it's it just doesn't play into the Giants hands uh, it doesn't play into their strengths because I don't think they really have any strengths on offense so and I guess to that Wayne point Gallman. if I were to bet on a spread here I would definitely have to take Baltimore minus 10 and a half because I don't think right. the Giants score right, yeah. any points mm-hmm. um, all right I guess I'll go next to my easy money um, I'm gonna take the Arizona Cardinals minus five and a half at home on Saturday against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the San Francisco 49ers, the past two weeks, uh, have been playing in the Cardinals stadium. In both games where they've played in Arizona, they've lost. I don't know if that means anything, but they're about to lose, lose three straight. Um, San Ooh. Fran is is on a downward – huh? Oh, I thought well, I just said, Who's the home said team? Gonna, they're they're going to win three the straight. Ho- the home team is technically Arizona, um, but I, I don't think San Fran cares about this season anymore. Um they're, they're missing a lot of key offensive pieces. They're not going to get Jimmy G back this week. They're not, you're, there's a possibility you're going to get George Kittle, but I don't even know what's the point of putting him in at this point. Um, Raheem Mostert's out. Debo Samuel's out. Uh, so their offense is reduced to C.J. Beathard and Jeff Wilson Jr. and Brandon <laughs> Ayuk. Um, and that's not the best. Uh so I, I like Arizona here. Um, they're, they're slowly crawling back into playoff contention with wins against the Giants and the Eagles, which, I mean, aren't really two impressive wins, but the two wins nonetheless. Um, this is the chance for the Arizona Cardinals to kind of put themselves back in position to make a run for the wild card. Um, uh, in a touchdown at home or, or under a touchdown, five and a half, you have DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake, uh, Larry Fitz, Christian Kirk. I mean, you can go down the line and – Granted, Arizona's defense has been spotty all season. Um, they don't really have to worry about containing any weapons on the uh, on the San Francisco offensive side of the football. Um, Shanahan also announced uh, at the start of the month that the team wasn't going to practice on Christmas because he wants to spend time with their family. So who knows if Shanahan even wants to play this game? Um, I think the Niners are done. I don't know if they want to play anymore. Uh, give me the Arizona Cardinals minus five and a half at home on Saturday. Yeah. No argument are they starting. Me there. Are they starting Beathard, like, for sure? Yes. Or are they starting yeah. Josh yes. Rosen? They are, oh, they, are starting, they are starting CJ. They signed Josh Rosen off of the um, Tampa but, Bay? Yeah, yeah the, the, the Bay Tampa practice, practice squad. squad. Mm-hmm. Um, because Nick Mullins is now on the IR. There's t- the first and second string quarterbacks are on the IR, starting CJ Beathard. You have Josh Rosen. Like, what's going on? And I don't know what's I going on. I want to see Josh Rosen play. So do I. <laughs> like, low-key. Um, 
it's a revenge game, first of all, if Josh Rosen were to play. Um, Josh Rosen revenge game. Yeah, Book but it. the Kyle Shanahan offense is built in a in a way that is so heavy on play action, and that scheme itself, like running heavy play action, kind of hides the quarterback in the first place. So I just want to see if Josh Rosen can play in a play action system because then I think that would solidify that like anybody and their mother can play uh, in a play action <laughs> scheme, right? And and be a decent quarterback, but. Uh, we'll let that theory um, live on until Josh Rosen starts <laughs> under Shannon. Um, move it on. All right. Nikki. Anybody I have like anything else on that or you want me to go with mine? Oh, thank you. Good? All good. Uh, hit it, stick. Easy it money of the week is going to be the Indianapolis Colts minus one and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, we as a group have picked the Colts, what? A decent amount the past month, I would say. Maybe even date it back past two months. They two are weeks. a wagon. Yeah, they're a wagon. We're at least on three weeks in a row now. Yeah. At least, yeah. Look, these two teams are trending in complete opposite directions. Indies won three straight. Pittsburgh's lost three straight. Um, two of those losses for the Steelers come against the Bengals and Washington. And, <laughs> I mean, that's just bad. I mean, the Buffalo win – or the Buffalo loss, I mean, under normal circumstances, I probably would say isn't, like, something to bat an eye about. But probably – since they didn't get on track against the Bengals and they did drop that game, they showed a little bit of life late, but they didn't really make anything of it. I just really think Indy's a much more complete team. There's something up with Pittsburgh, whether it's Tomlin, Big Ben, a relationship somewhere, multiple relationships coming together and them not being able to win a football game or move the football on offense. Their run game is non-existent. Give me the Colts. I just They're going to handle Pittsburgh even. They're five and two straight up on the road. Um, or five and two against the spread on the road. Um, give me the Colts. Listen, I'm not going to beat a dead horse here, but I think the problem is is Ben Roethlisberger. Um, it is. He doesn't have knees anymore. Uh, he can't throw the ball more than ten yards down the field. And I think the Pittsburgh. I, I think it's time for Pittsburgh to move on from him, but they don't have anybody to really slot in there. Uh, yeah. Like you said, no pat, no running game. Even if you have Connor. Um, the defense is good, yes, but when your offense is, is dropping passes left and right and you, you can't score more than 20 points in the last four games, um, it's your quarterback. And <clears throat> I know Ben Roethlisberger says he has to play better, but uh, you're playing another solid defense this week uh, You know, with the Indianapolis Colts, who are on a roll, and I like them. I love the Indianapolis Colts. I like Phil Rivers. I like their offense. Jonathan Taylor, um, T.Y. Hilton's come out. They have Pittman Jr., uh, Give me the Colts, man. Give me the Colts. Love the Colts. All right, you guys want to move on to make the case? Let's do it. Who wants to kick it off? Nick? All right. So we talked a lot about (laughs) NFC East teams this week. We talked about about three of the four, and I'm going to talk about the fourth team. I'm going to go the Washington football team, minus one and a half at home against the Carolina Panthers. Ron Rivera is in a revenge game this week. He's playing against his former team, um, and that's one of the storylines. Another storyline for the Washington football team is there's probably going to be no Alex Smith, which means Dwayne Haskins is going to play. Now, but what about the strip club incident? He's still with the COVID protocol. He's cleared he's still, to play. I think he's still playing. Okay. Um, they took away his captain badge, which Fine. is pretty disrespectful. That is pretty disrespectful. Um, but he deserved <laughs> it for being kind of a, a head ass. But that's that's besides the point. Um, my Not whole thing acting captainly. Yes, yes. Former captain Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Listen, I don't think it makes too much of a difference who's a quarterback here because um, their offense has kind of been stagnant the past three, four weeks. So I don't really think the quarterback, quarterback play matters. I think it's more so the, um, the defense that is a huge factor. And once you stop 
the Carolina Panthers from passing the ball, what else are they going to do? Um, yes, they have Mike Davis, but the Mike Davis is no Christian McCaffrey. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is not a franchise quarterback. I've been saying it my whole entire life, and I'm going to say it till the day I die. He's a decent quarterback. He can get. He's a serviceable quarterback, but I don't think he's going to play well against this good defense. Um, I like Washington at home here. They're really trying to make a playoff push. Their season matters. This game matters more than Carolina's game matters. Uh, give me Ron Rivera in a revenge game um, and Washington football team's defense. I just want to make a quick note going off of that. Alex Smith – and Antonio Gibson, possible. They're making strides towards mm-hmm. returning as of 9.30 this morning. So, All right. Well, there you if go. If, like there's, if, there's, if there's one thing to say about uh, Teddy Bridgewater is that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when it comes to covering. So, But I still like <laughs> Washington, though. <laughs> despite that, despite his, like, 80% cover rate, you got to go Washington here. Teddy covers. Teddy yeah. covers. Listen, Teddy, and, and like, Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves is—he'll he, be a machine. He is a covering machine, but when you have no one to throw the ball to, how you get a cover, um, or you can't get mm-hmm. the ball out of your hand fast enough? Listen, that Washington defense only gave up five, or uh, no, how many? They held Seattle seven points in the second half um, last week, which is pretty astounding. Um, I mean, great to the Giants. I think did the Giants do something similar to that? Probably the, Gi- the Giants held the Seahawks to zero points in the second half. I think, yeah. or like, or something like three or something, something. Giants have a good defense, too, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington football team, minus one and a half at home, done. Sammy. <sighs> All right, so this this pick is going to sound a little crazy just because of what we saw last week, but I'm going to go with the Rams plus one against Seattle this week. Okay. So, oh, that what you're going to take? Yeah, I wanted it. So it's fine. It's fine. I'm with you though. So let's let's let's, like let's play the that, hit, Sam. La- last week's loss to the Jets was the – definition of a trap game, look-ahead game to, you know, you got a huge game against your division rival the next week. You're like, oh, we'll just run over the Jets. But, like, despite they, they're they they're all they're good yet, but they're still professionals, and, like, they can still play the game. And if you if you go into, go into the game and sleep, you're going to get your ass kicked, and that's just what happened. So you don't think they're going to fire into their ass this week and they're going to come out pissed off, and I think they're going to have a – Huge performance, especially defensively, against the high-powered Seattle offense. And, again, Seattle still struggles defensively. Um, obviously, they've had two good weeks, but they played the Jets and the and the football team, who neither of which offensively are very explosive. The Rams have the potential to be, you know, that high-powered offense, but they can get a little stagnant at times. But I see a big game this week, a big bounce-back game. So they win this week and they take control of the NFC West. So, yeah, you know, it might be crazy to bet on a team that just lost to the Jets, but we're going to do it. <laughs> I think it's a big time. I think it's a big time. Um, it was a big time blip on the radar for the Rams, right? Mm. I don't know if you, you know, obviously, like, I'm, we're not there. You could say, like, you know, they were looking ahead to whatever. They underestimated the Jets, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they ran out of time, right? I think if the, the, if they had another 10 minutes to play, I think they would have mm-hmm. won by, like, they they would have at least won. They wouldn't have covered because I think that spread was seventeen or some shit. But yeah, and I took that. They, they, they would have won seventeen and a half, right? But they I think they would have won. But you know what happened happened and they lost. Um, these two teams have played each other already: the Rams and the Seahawks. Uh, the Rams won twenty three to sixteen last time out uh, in L A. Um, and that was when Russell Wilson was was you know pretty much. When he was packing the MVP conversation, the letting Russ cook effort has really 
uh, took off. And now it's kind of, I don't know if it's, it, it's kind of sputtering right now. Cause obviously Russell Wilson is still like a, a top tier quarterback, but it feels like the pieces around them aren't, you know, playing up to that level as they were the first few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this Rams team is better. I I've maintained that this Rams team is the best in the, what's the NFC West. Um, I think their defense is pissed off for losing about the Jets. I don't oh, think yeah. they're going to make the same mistake twice and lose, you know, twice. But I just think the Rams are a better team here than the Seahawks. So give me, give me the Rams and a pick them. If they didn't lose to the Jets, I think this is what? Probably like a 5-4. It's probably Rams I, I would, minus, I, minus 4. It is in Seattle's, but I would say, yeah, probably like they mm. would be favored, I think, by at least like okay. a point or right. two. Right. Well, this opened at plus two. So even, you know, that's that's why I, I kind of thought it would so be. So it's trending be, towards the Rams. I, I think yeah. the reason why yeah. the the I mean we've when Seattle played Arizona on that Thursday night game um, where Seattle coughed it up and that's when Russ started doing too much with his legs and forcing things and I think this is another game where he tries to do too much um, and he's going to start forcing passes and, and trying to make plays that aren't there and you talk about a loss like you guys said with the loss pissed off Los Angeles Rams defense who just got blown up by the New York Football Jets. Yes, they're going to expose the Seattle offense. And yes, they will expose the Seattle defense. I like the Los Angeles Rams here, too. I was thinking about leading Seattle. Um, but, uh, but I think the Rams are a smart pick here. And Sean McVay is a good, a good coach. And clearly, the Rams have the talent on both sides of the football, as opposed to Seattle, who only has really the talent on one side and their offensive line is lacking. And, I mean, it can go left and right with storylines. But I like the Los Angeles Rams uniform also. If the Seattle Seahawks are wearing the green, I'd be kind of nervous. That's my only that is my that that is my only point. It's a fair point. All right. <clears throat> I will close out our make the case with Miami minus three on the road at Las Vegas. Um Miami's eleven and three against the spread this year. Vegas seven and seven. Uh, Miami has covered their last four. One three of them lost to Kansas City that but they still covered the spread. It was seven that game. Uh, Vegas the opposite, 0 and four in their last four against the spread. Um Losing three out of four, the only win there, the lowly Jets who just beat the Rams, which is wild. So I don't know, whatever the logic checks out, if you want to like snake the win versus loss to get to like which team is better, you know what I'm talking about? Hey, you guys oh, yeah. Well, by that logic, so what yeah, is the Jets are better than the Chiefs. Yeah. You may, Sam, you make a very compelling argument. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I, this is just basically the Raiders can't stop anybody. Miami keeps finding ways to win. Brian Flores is on steroids but he's like quietly on steroids like that guy is quietly one of the best (laughs) i'm not saying physical like mental steroids game planning steroids (laughs) he like he doesn't cause a big stink but he just gets guys to do their job he puts a good game plan together he beat kind of his old boss by 10 last week and covered the spread give me miami i think i think they'll find a way to do it it's only a field goal uh, the only thing that kind of scares me about Las Vegas is how good Marcus Mariota did look last week. Come on. Um, you're telling me Marcus Mariota has been on an NFL bench for how many freaking seasons now? And he comes in, he plays one game, and one. you're not going to take the Miami Dolphins against them? I, I, I'm not – listen, it, what I've seen at it, Tua's off – Tua on offense hasn't been impressive, I guess I could say. He beat say. the Patriots last week without any offensive weapons. And do you know his statistics? I have to find his statistics. I, I don't care. It, he won the game. I mean, that's I know, and, and that, that's not that's not the argument. Won making. the game. They're finding the argument ways. Argument I'm making is that Tua's offense. He can't put. I I don't know. 
Listen, Marcus Mariota is not a – he's been on a bench the whole year. He hasn't been active. He, I don't think he ha- was on the Vegas' active roster until like a week or two ago. Um, so I'm not really – I'm just saying, Marcus Mariota could do it with his legs. He can do it with his arm. He looked very imp- He looked very impressive last week. He really did. And John Gruden, all he did when – all John Gruden did when he was a, an analyst was, you know – Talk about, oh, Marcus Mariota can do all this stuff. Look at his legs. Look at his love. So, I mean, I don't know. Miami's, I think Miami is by far the better team here. I do think Miami wins a football game. I just don't know what I'm going to get out of Marcus Mariota. Just had to give me a little bit of a hard time. You're like, yeah, I agree, but here's all the reasons why if I disagreed, this is why I would disagree. <laughs> I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just trying to give, you know, both sides of the argument here. But oh, I think, I think it's I, important for the listeners. I think it's super important. Or the viewers. Depending on if you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, shameless plug right in the middle of the episode. <laughs> um, okay, where are we at? Are we good? We're at Sunday, Sunday night, night football. Uh, Sunday night. Okay. Who's playing Sunday night and where, where are they playing? You want to know? Tennessee at Green Bay. You really want to know? Sammy just told you. Tennessee at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by three. The total is at 55 and a half, which I really do like a side of that. Game starting at 820. Forecast, snow. Who wants to start it off? What do we got here? I have no idea what I want to do here. <laughs> I really am torn to this game. I have right. absolutely no idea. I think it's going. But I'm gonna. I... I'll, I'll start it off with a pick. Why not? Yeah. As of right now, I like the Tennessee Titans plus three and a half, just because this is this is going to be a big Derrick Henry game. But if in the snow in Green Bay, um. The Green Bay defense cannot stop anything, like cannot stop the run at all. Like you saw uh, early in the year when the last Vikings matchup, when Dalvin Cook ran all over him. Derrick Henry hitting that late season mode where he's going for two hundred a week. So, I I think if if they can control the clock and just let Derrick Henry feast, then I think they'll keep they'll keep it at least close enough to you know, I think the Packers winning the game, but I'd be like plus three and a half, plus four, even depending where you, where you're looking. Yeah, I was um I, I was in on the over uh for this game, and I think what is it's it's like fifty seven or something like that. Fifty five and a half. Right fifty five, and that's the most on the slate, right? That's the highest I think total so. on the I believe slate. So yeah, and it's supposed to snow. I don't know. Well, let me all right. Let me give you cases for both, right? So the under, obviously, both these teams want to run the ball inherently. Both these teams, you know, want to play off that run and use play action or play action into the run, whatever situation uh, they see fit, right? Both these defense uh, and, and obviously like running the ball in the snow, the, 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 you know, clock's going to wind down. I don't know if there's going to be much scoring, if that's the only thing they can do, just run the ball. But on the other side, I look at these defenses and they don't inspire me that much. The, the, the Green Bay, the Green Bay run defense has been torn apart by the, by the likes of Dalvin Cook, um, some of the other better running backs in the league. And now they're getting Derrick Henry. Um, And on the other side, Tennessee isn't that good either. So it, it could go over under, I think I like the over. I think after, Talking it out a little bit, I think I like the over uh, in this game. Yeah, I'll see um, the forecast like come Sunday, like if anything changes. So before I take that, but I definitely could see mm-hmm. it over because even like the Green Bay run it too. Like Aaron Jones is, you know, he's no slouch at running back. So even mm-hmm. if it is a run heavy game, to... and Aaron Rodgers, I think he's he can play in the snow. He'll be fine. Unless yeah, it's like yeah, a literal, yeah. a literal like nor'easter, and it's like you know, you know, you can barely see the field, but. Mm-hmm. If it's some flurries, I, Rod as well, no problems. I'm going to drive this I think over I like pick. Gr- 
Sorry, go you ahead, like Anna. you like the over too, right? Yeah, no, I do. I, no, I, 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 I'm on the I, over. I'm just too. looking. I'm just looking at it. I li- I like it. I don't think the snow plays that much of a difference. If it's an absolute like you know nor'easter, then yeah, obviously it's going to play a little bit of a difference. But the line's going to adjust. But if it's just flurries, yeah. like if this is close going all the way down, I trust. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Rodgers to make that final throw, like that deep ball to Alan Lazard, like to put them up over seven or something, to put them up seven, and all they got to do is cover three and a half. Um, they just got to cover three. I like Green Bay. I think, I think I'm, on, I'm on Green Bay now. I switched. I like Green Bay. I like Green Bay because even if this is close, you know you trust Aaron Rodgers to get that deep ball over the middle. Yeah, like that. To that's, somebody. To it's somebody. going to be close. Even if and it's I'm snowing and you can't see, if somebody's wearing the white jerseys, you can't see. All right. So Something. you guys talk about total, and I've been. I, I want to talk about Green Bay before anybody else snaked it in there. But Mayo took it for me. I'm on Green Bay minus three <laughs> here. Um, I think it's kind of an e- easier pick than most people think. Um, you highlighted how both defenses are bad, and both defenses aren't good. Um, offensive wise, do I trust Ryan Tannehill or do I trust Aaron Rodgers in the snow or not the snow? Um, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers all day, every day. You like you said. Um, you're going to find Marquez, Aaron Rodgers is going to find Marquez Valdez Scantling 60 yards down the field out of nowhere at the most random time. And it's going to, it's going to have, I, I don't believe that Ryan Tannehill can get the job done if he has to get the job done. When crunch mm-hmm. time hits, it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't even care if it's snowing. Um, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers know how to play in the cold. Right now it's two degrees in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> so I think they're kind of faring up pretty well for this matchup. They know what they're going to get themselves <laughs> into. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a monster. They're playing home at Lambeau Field, and they're only getting three points. I'm taking Green Bay minus three. I don't care what the weather conditions are. Um, I don't care who runs the football. I don't care how many rushing yards Derrick Henry has. Derrick Henry can rush for 200 yards and two touchdowns, but I can still think Aaron Rodgers can put up at least three or four through the air, and they could score one or two on the ground with Aaron Jones. Um, Give me Aaron Rodgers here. Give me the Green Bay Packers minus three. All right. I'm just going to drive this over um, pick home real quick. Tennessee, I feel, I'm guilty of this as well. We do it often. When we talk about betting the under and we, the Tennessee Titans are involved, we say they're going to run the ball, it's going to drain the clock, but there was one team at the top of the NFL in points scored in 2020, even on top of the KC Chiefs, and that team is the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have 31.1 points per game. Um, however, the Tennessee Titans take the cake when you push it to that second decimal point. So they're actually the PPG leaders. Um, <laughs> That's important. Green Bay is third um, with 31 points a game, so they're down by uh, a tenth of a point per game. But, look, I think this is going to go over. Tennessee runs the ball, but they run it effectively. So that doesn't really keep games under. Same thing with Green Bay. You have Aaron Rodgers, and you have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon in that backfield that really push the ball. I mean, look, it's going to go over, and I wanted Tennessee, but I'm not going to really play the spread here. And if I had to, gun to my head, I'm going Green Bay. So. Yes, sir, you are. It makes a difference. Jamal Williams probably isn't going to play as in practice all week. Um, but even A.J. Dillon, uh, I saw him on the field, I think, for one of the first times last week. And if you haven't seen him, he's a tank. He's a okay? big guy. He's a bowling Huge. ball. He's a bowling ball. Okay? <laughs> Put him out there in the snow, and he's going to bowl over people, too. Good luck tackling um, that. All right, Nick. I'll tell Matt LaFleur to put his third string running back out there in the snow just because he'll look like a rock. Who's Derrick Henry? They drafted him in the second round. It's not my fault. Into the ground today or Sunday night. Who's what? Who's Derrick Henry going to stiff arm arm. through the crust of the earth on Sunday night? Jair Alexander. Yes. I hope not. 
That would be interesting. Five nine, five nine <laughs> corner for the uh, for the for the Green Bay Packers. Jair Alexander, very willing tackler, very aggressive. One of the best corners in the league, even at five nine, coming out of Louisville. It's like his fourth year in the league. He does not stand a chance. He does not right. stand a chance. What's next? Monday night, the Buffalo Bills visiting the New England Patriots. The line opened at Buffalo minus four and a half. It's now at Buffalo minus seven, and I'm upset I didn't get it at four and a half because I'm gonna take Buffalo minus seven. Um, the Patriots just don't excite me. I'm such a Patriots hater this year. I'm done with the allure. I've said it. I'm not going to beat the dead horse. The Patriots are not a good team. They put up 12 points against Miami. I don't like Cam Newton. I don't mind him as a person. I don't mind his like what he does in the media and his outfits and all that. I'm not a hater in that sense. I don't think he's a very good quarterback anymore. I think his time's done. This is it. Give me Buffalo to blow out the Patriots, even in Foxborough. I think I think Nick and I are on the same side. The B word. B. The B. We word. cannot use that word in this podcast because it never works out. And because I'm Nick alluded it. to that, I'm going to take the New England Patriots plus seven. Thanks for making leaving the door open for me. The Stick. Dolphins beat them by ten, and the Bills are a better team than the Dolphins. Just the, Bill, the Bills are defensively. They're built. They're built different. They're structured differently, for sure. This is when you talk about division games. You're never sure what you're going to get out of both of these teams. Um, listen, I. I remember last week when it was Tampa Bay against uh, Atlanta. Atlanta was up, what, 20-something points again, and they blew it? I mean, wh- you never know what you're going to get in division games. Uh, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing, and he's arguably the best, one of the best coaches of all time. Um, this is strictly a pick because I don't think the Buffalo Bills, I think they won the football game. I, like to th- I think they just make this a little interesting. Um, give me the New England Patriots plus seven at home in Foxborough. Crazy. Probably- you're crazy. I mean, Buffalo's, Buffalo's coming off, like, the game where they just clinched the AFC East. You know, I could see them definitely coming out maybe a little sluggish, kind of like, oh, we already got the division in the bag. We don't really have to come out firing. But, uh, yeah, I think Belichick will have a good game plan set in place to at least slow him down enough to, to keep it within touchdown. So, yeah, bit, or Patriots plus seven. Yes, sir, Sammy. Drive us home, Mano. Mm. <laughs> these two teams these two teams played in week eight uh the bills won 24 to 21 um and it would have been i mean and it was, was fairly it was a if camden doesn't fumble yeah. on the final drive that's going to overtime mm-hmm. it's a very even game just looking at the stats now and that's kind of why i wanted to 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 look at the stats from the last game before i made the pick um I like the rationale on both sides. I just think Buffalo is a better football team right now. Give me Buffalo. I, I, I like them at that four and a half number a lot more than I like them at sevens. But yeah, if they were four still, I'd like yep. Buffalo. I think it's going to be right in that little uh, window between four and seven. So you're giving you're giving too much wiggle room to Bill Pel- Bill Belichick there. And granted, their team has mm-hmm. uh, got holes left and right, and Julian Edelman's probably not going to play for the rest of the year. Um, but the Buffalo Bills defense isn't that good. I mean, they're not that good. They are looking better as of late they're getting they're healthier but they don't have anyone to defend new england can't move the ball who who do they have to defend i don't the know they Myers? gave 21 points to them last time they played what do you mean i don't know i don't care i don't care i don't care i don't god care. dude come on me, nick me and you Monday. bud yeah that's it that's, uh, yeah you're right i got sammy on my side that's all i need I don't remember what game it was, but Mano and I took home the cake last week or two weeks ago. I don't know which yeah, one it was. And, and Nick took the, me and Nick took the first four times it happened. So, 
All we'll right. see what happens this week. Law of averages. I I like I like Buffalo. Yeah, fair enough. So you mentioned you mentioned they have to you have to score. They the the way they scored last time, a Nick Folk forty three yarder, Nick Folk thirty three yarder, Damian Harris twenty two yarder. Damian Harris is one of the best running backs in the league, by the way. Um and then a two point conversion and then a Cam Newton two yard run. So I think Josh Allen is playing the best football of his career right now. And that's after what he was doing this earlier this season. So I think they're, I think they're just a better, I think. Kinda, I, I, I just see a little bit of a division win hangover almost in the first half. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. I, I could see Bill, Bill Belichick be like, Oh, Hey, congratulations. I won the division. Boom. Right in the face. <laughs> yeah. Bang. Yeah. Bang. All right. Is yeah. that it? Yeah. I'm all jacked up. Any now. final thoughts? I'm all jacked up. Um, I thought um, you said Giants, Jacksonville. You said Giants you were plus up. ten and a half. That's my final thought. I, I was think, I was gonna take Jacksonville plus seven and a half at home. No, Chicago Bears. Um, but, but you guys don't like when I talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I nope. genuinely do. I genuinely like them this week. I genuinely like the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. You liked them last week too, and they lost by about a thousand. And if you liked them so much this week, you would have made a pick. So. No, but you told me pre-recorded to not make a pick on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I didn't, so I didn't, that. I didn't know. That was me. I, did, I was not letting oh, you pick wow. the Jaguars. <laughs> there you wow. go. All right. So week 16 in the books. After this week, you have one more week left in playoff football. Um, you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at Caps on Sports. Sub to us on YouTube at Caps on Sports. Search the channel, CapsOnSports.com. Um, but, yeah. It is Christmas morning right now. Um, if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate a different holiday, Happy Holidays. And if we're not back by next what? Next Thursday is New Year's Eve. So have a Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2021.